Kitty and Claire with the podcast Walking in a Woman's Shoe, based on the book The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. Hi, we're Kitty and Claire with the podcast Walking in a Woman's Shoe, based on the book The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. The book, The House on Mango Street, shows lots of areas of sexism and misogyny, but before we go on that, we're going to talk about sexism in America and how it's still present today. The textbook definition of sexism is prejudice or discrimination on gender, especially against girls and women. So now we're going to talk about some ways that sexism has been portrayed throughout history until the present day with one of the areas of this being the wage gap. The wage gap is women being paid lots less than men are for same jobs, and Hispanic women get paid 44% less than white men do in the same job. And the reason we chose Hispanic women is because the main character in the book of The House on Mango Street is Esperanza, and she is a Hispanic girl. The information found about the wage gap was found on brookings.edu, the history of women's work and wages and how it has created success for us all. When a woman is choosing her career path, it's often that um, when they pick a job that is in the STEM field like engineering, they're questioned if they should be in it and if they're good enough or smart enough when a man chooses a job, it's not looked down upon because these career paths are often overflowing with men working and when women decide to join them, it's often questioned. When a, re- when a woman decides to go into a career that is often filled with men working, she's often questioned. These careers are typically STEM careers and other jobs that men have said a woman should not be working. Lots of people still view that women should be taking care of a house, feeding and cleaning for the husbands and children in their lives. Lots of men also still expect that a woman is only good for three things being cleaning, cooking, and sex. These are really, you're able to see these in the book very well because of the different memories and flashbacks that Esperanza experiences and tells us about in the book. Another way we have seen sexism over history is in the fact that women did not get voting rights until 1920 when men got voting rights in 1828 being the first election. That is a 92-year difference and that shows a form of sexism that women couldn't women couldn't vote who would control their country. When women started fighting for their right to suffrage like when they decided to form the national women's association they would perform peaceful protests and as a result they would be violently mistreated and be told that they didn't deserve what they had a right to um the facts we have about women's suffrage we got from history.com in the article the night of terror when suffragists were imprisoned and tortured in 1917 Women also weren't allowed to serve in the early wars of America, and men were allowed, and if a woman wanted to serve and show their love for the country, they would have to act as a man and look as a man and try to hide the fact that they were serving in the war, and if they got caught, they would get in very big trouble. This really shows how misogynistic our country has been throughout the decades because 
just because of the pure fact that it was a woman, they didn't let them risk their lives. And this just shows that they thought that as men, it was their duty to be superior and be able to say, I'm able to fight for my country, even when a woman wanted to do the same thing and she wasn't allowed. They would have women be working in the shelters and cooking for the troops and nursing them back to health if they were sick or injured instead of wanting to risk their lives for the country. Women in politics are often not taken seriously just because of the fact that most politicians are male and when a woman wants to talk about a serious issue, they're often ignored or overlooked because they feel that women are not as important as the men who are often in the rooms. This is shown as we have not had a female president yet, and when Hillary Clinton was running for president, there was lots of hate towards the fact that she was just a woman, and people saying that they would not vote for her because she was a woman or she couldn't be taken seriously. Objectifying women has been a huge issue in our society, especially now with social media on the rise, saying that women need to act or look a certain way in order to be accepted into today's world. And even just in the real world, almost every single person knows a woman who has been objectified or catcalled by a random person or made feel uncomfortable in a work or even home setting. Women are told to take caution, don't walk alone, walk with pepper pepper spray, and don't go out at night, don't be out late, like um, make sure someone's always with you when men are just told or boys are just told, boys will be boys, but when it's woman can't be told that because of the people in the world that boys a lot of teenage boys also do not take this seriously and they'll make a joke out of this stuff and think it's funny to catcall or think it's funny to post something about someone's body or talk about some a girl's body or just talk about um sexual harassment with a girl and certain things and they just do not take it seriously when it's a major issue when A girl that has been harassed often comes out and stands up for herself. Lots of boys will often just call, start to call them unruly and not take them seriously when in reality it's a huge deal for this, for her to stand up for herself and a boy will just push it aside as if it's nothing. Okay, so now on to the book. So The House on Mango Street primarily talks about a girl named Esperanza who is a young girl and she's a Mexican-American. She, or the book is based on a lot of her small memories and there are short, short chapters about memories in her life or family and friends. She lives in Chicago in a poor neighborhood and in areas like that, it's racially segregated from the, into the poor areas. Yeah. They, she especially goes into detail of memories with her little sister, Nanny, and even though she has brothers, she does not talk about them as much, and she states that it's almost like they live in their own separate world away from her and her younger sister. She meets two friends, Rachel and Lucy, and her Nanny, Rachel and Lucy, are the best of friends, and they do everything together. Um, she goes to a school down the street from her house, which is on Mango Street, and she doesn't really notice their poverty until it's pointed out by her teacher. Her teacher asks her one day, where do you live? And she says, that house on Mango Street. And her teacher questions it and says, that house, as a question, and makes it in a kind of rude way that that's a poor house. You live in a poor neighborhood. Yeah. 
I would definitely say that um, she never really noticed or cared about like where she lived or how much money her family had because she had her family. But as soon as other people started pointing out to her, she became much more aware and self-conscious of her family's um, situation. She's 12 years old and so are her friends Rachel and Lucy. Nanny is a bit younger, but at 12 years old, they're going through puberty and during this time, they're sexualized a lot and they're confused. And there are many instances in the book where sexual harassment or just um, sexual instances are portrayed and she speaks out on those. And towards the end of the book, you can tell that she, she just needs to get away from the house on Mango Street. She wants to leave the memories, some of the memories she made there, but she realizes you know, she will never be able to yeah and not only do we hear about esperanza's like instances where like men objectify her and like harass and sexualize her we also like meet characters just for like a little section about it and she tells their stories as well just to say how like it affected her and i'd say a big part of the book is like how the outside world views her affects her and how like it changes her life and how she wants the outside world to see herself even though they don't right exactly so some of the instances where there have been she has been sexualized would be on page 55 esperanza had just entered into her first job at the peter pan photo finishers and she was just like helping out with the photos when a man comes up to her who works there and he was basically like it's my birthday did you know that and she's like no and he's like since it's my birthday will you give me a kiss he grabs her face and he kisses her and will not let go and that just shows she did not um say yes to that she was he basically did it on his own will and did not ask her for permission i think it also really shows just how like in like the workplace how much more like how much power like the this random guy feels he has over this girl he barely knows just because like it's a young girl and she like feels vulnerable there even though right. it's like a place of work and it's supposed to he be could be safe. 30 years older than her and be working at the same place but think he's so much superior to her that he felt the need to grab her and kiss her yeah I would say another place where we can really see that like um even at such a young age her and her friends are being objectified would be on page 39 which is called this little poem I guess is called a family little feet and basically her and her friends are given a, a bunch of high heels and they feel very confident in them. They love walking in them. So they decide to wear them just for one day. And as they're just like walking around their neighborhood, men are harassing them and calling them and trying to get them to come closer to them and kiss them and stuff. And it made them feel very uncomfortable, even though at the beginning of the book, they love these shoes. And now like these men are taking away what these shoes, like, even though they're just shoes, like, the way that they felt about them. Right. These girls are 12 years old again, so having, wearing high heels around is something fun for them, makes them feel older and stuff, but when men are harassing young girls about just shoes in general, that is uncalled for and made them uncomfortable. Um, Another instance in where you can see sexual harassment is in an abusive home this is on page 79 and a woman named Rafaela is has a husband and she they live together and he locks her in the house every single day and 
will not let her out of the house because she he's worried that she's going to run away because she's so beautiful, which you can't lock someone in the house, not let them do anything. She can't even go to the store. She's Yeah, she's not allowed to go to the store. She's not allowed to go out if he's not there. She's never allowed to have people over. So if she wants to have friends or even speak to her family, they have to do it without him knowing and without him there so she doesn't get in trouble. And it gets to the point where she wants like just a glimpse of the outside world so badly that she pays Esperanza and her sister to go get her just like coconut milk or something like that just so she can have something from the outside world from her window because she's not allowed to even unlock the door right those are just a few instances in esperanza's life where sexism and misogyny are present and we will see you in the next episode of walking in a woman's shoe (laughs)